If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Podcast What's happening, everybody? It's Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast for, uh, what is this, end of April, April 30th, 30th. 2014. See ya, April. Rest in peace. Nice knowing you. Thanks for Trials Fusion, though. You were an Child of Light. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, And also Wolf Among Us, episode three. Yeah, that was was cool. Still got to get through episode one. What? I started it, and I just got distracted with Hearthstone or Final Fantasy or... Oh, man. You know. It's an hour and a half long. <laughs> How do you do that? I, I got nothing to the but part... play Dota, and even I played all of them. <laughs> I got to the part in the office. Okay. All with right. the flying monkey. Oh, so Spoilers. five seconds into the game. <laughs> no, that's after a bunch of stuff <laughs> no, happens. No, you go not. talk to the frog, you get in the fight. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, your left on on screen is Destin Legary, founder of the YouTube channel Destination. Oh God! <laughs> I noticed it while I was on vacation. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what? Oh, I see. We're getting into the. Yeah. We got the side business going. I can't I like remember that. who said it, but uh, your destination popped up, and we we're like, oh, Destin's destination. That's funny, and we were all laughing at it. And. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Pat Coughlin left a comment on your video just saying, no B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find B-roll for news stories because it's all like there's a bunch of rules about what you can and You can't had like use. a great headline about a duck, and I'm like, yo, we're going to get to see some duck footage. No, yeah. no ducks. You can't just take that off YouTube. It's not like video games. You can't just <laughs> you hop can't into just a game, <laughs> capture 30 and record seconds. It. Yeah. Yeah. Rec- hop into real life and record the should've, duck you needed. I should have went to the park, shot some footage of ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Serene, happy <laughs> footage. Uh, are you a millionaire yet from YouTube? No, because that's what mm. I hear. Everybody, that's nine dollars and twenty-one cents. Cha-ching! That's right. It was all worth it. <laughs> you'll be you'll be tendering your resignation from IGN yeah. in no time uh-huh. at this yeah. rate. 
Uh, Mitch Dyer, to yes, my sir. left, your right Indeed. on screen, if you're watching the video portion, which I don't even know if this segment will be a video Whatever. portion Probably that we not. publish. <laughs> I know people people do get the request, like, oh, are you going to publish the whole thing in video? It's like, no, well, you don't want that. I, I don't know. I it mean, takes 37 hours to export, so... Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> yeah. trickier than it sounds, yeah. but... Yeah, we'll keep doing just the segments for now. See how yeah. that goes. They're Those doing, do well. Yeah, they're doing pretty well for us. Mitch, how you been? Uh, good. I have no creative endeavors outside this office. Me neither. Yeah. You and I are two people. We're committed. We're company men. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we go home, pass out. Yeah. Wake up, go to work the nah, next day. Uh, my my uh, extracurricular activities is exclusively Dota. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> I saw I you streaming. That. You were streaming with Katie a few days yeah. ago, right? Yeah, Katie and I play a lot. Yeah. At this point, my extracurricular activities are exclusively uh, raising having, a family. Ha- well, no, I don't do that. Uh, having, <laughs> That's why I have a wife. Having a having a trials fusion score war with uh, with Eric Newstetter I see that. from uh, from Microsoft. He's talking the Xbox all kinds of shit on Twitter every day. No, I, see I well, I, I started it playfully. Uh, I was like, okay. I was because I. I was playing. I was rolling through each, you know, section. You know, that go starts with the easy section yep. and then goes to the media. And I noticed that my. Uh, my friend's leaderboard was all on top. It was uh, intense caboose. Who do you guys ever get this? I don't remember who that is. Oh, all the time. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I probably know you I in real life. I, I don't know, know your you, but tag. I don't remember who you are because you've been on my list for so long. Yep. And I uh, added you in 2004. Right, and exactly. You've been there since. And then it's uh, my old friend Andy Bauman, former podcast producer, buddy of mine that now works over now at, the enemy at GameStop. GameStop. Yeah, he's, he's our <laughs> my blood rival. Yep. He is, uh, according to my leaderboards, ludicrously good at trials. Oh, good. Uh, good he, thing I'm not friends with Andy. Yeah, don't be, don't do that. You'll feel bad about yourself. Okay, good. But then the other guy on there was E, Eric Newstetter from the Xbox Live Ops team. So I said, all right, I know I can't take down Andy, and I don't remember who Intense Caboose is. So I'm coming after you, E. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just started from the... The uh, the first the very first yeah. series went track by track and just wiped him <laughs> off of my Get leaderboard. Get out of here! And back now, of the line, pal. Yeah, and now we've been going back and forth. And I gotta say, we're making each other better. That's good because we we've mostly just been dueling on the first track because it's the easiest. You know, it's the most fun to just you yep. can jump right in and and get a good score. And I we've probably each improved our time by at least a few seconds I'm nice. probably probably a lot more than that actually at this point so he threw the gauntlet back on me this morning because he actually plays games at work uh, unlike yeah. me which people think I play games at work no, but you're I usually just on the phone don't. all day I'm mostly <laughs> mostly so I gotta go home tonight and see if I can return serve mm. get, that, get that rally get going the, yeah it's that was my male power grunt tennis, tennis voice Ugh. well played I know uh, Destin has no thoughts on this, but to stare and just disappoint. Trials. I'm playing Child of Light and I'm playing Hitman Go. Those are my two games. That's what right I'm playing now. as well. You know, uh, I popped in Child of Light last night. You know, it just came out, and I didn't expect much. And then, you know, this really charming intro, uh, very unique art style. Yeah. And I did. And then all of a sudden, it's like a, a turn-based, uh, you know, turn-based uh, JRPG. Game. Yeah, JRPG. <laughs> Jeez. It's and uh, I was like, oh wow, this is great. I love games like this. So, who now, yeah. uh, Mitch? Remind me who is the Patrick Plourd. Yeah, which he did. Creative director of Far Cry Three. That right. I knew yeah. you would know that. It just instantaneously that in your brain. Encyclopedic knowledge of UB Montreal. Yes. Was, yeah, this was also made at UB Montreal, right? Yeah. God, everything. Smaller team at UB Montreal. I gotta say, you, you gotta give credit to a publisher like Montreal in this case because how many other publishers in this industry 
would have greenlit and oh, published that game. Zero. When if they if one of their you know respected creative leads came and said, "Okay, listen, I you know we just did this big AAA thing that took two three years, made millions. Yeah, I made did well. I've I've got this idea for this little de- smaller downloadable thing. <laughs> I really want to do it." Most publishers would be like, "No, get to work on Far Cry 4." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean maybe like Sony would probably have gone for that. Maybe Microsoft, unless it was three four three, in which they'd say get back to work on Halo. <laughs> no, make it a dumb mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really don't think a lot of publishers would have uh, would have seen it through. Yeah, I agree. So kudos to them. Indeed. Check out Vince Ingenito's review on IGN right now. You know how to say his name. I'm still working. You go on with it. incognito. In, in, in indigestion. Indigestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Vince. I don't know. Ingenito. I think that's what I call them. Just add an extra vowel or Ingenito, two in the middle yeah. of it. I'm really bad about it. Well, yeah, I have Destin Legary. I'm getting everybody else back. I'm getting Vince back Dustin for Legary. everybody else that's mispronounced my name over the years. You know, you should have also. Did you also grab the the uh, YouTube channel name? You, you know, you just started the Destination. Mm-hmm. Did you also grab the Dustin Nation just <laughs> oh, in case? Oh, you I better probably jump on should. That immediately I probably before, before the show pops. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> just to cover, you know, a little CYA moment yeah. there. <laughs> Um, what else? Naomi, our of course regular, uh, she pops up regularly here on on podcast unlocked. Went to the desert, to the New Mexico desert. Sadly, she had to catch a flight, so she couldn't be here. So hopefully next week's show, mm-hmm. I want to come in and talk. I wanted to come in and talk to her about more just the experience of going to New Mexico. <laughs> and, oh, and rifling through trash. Oh yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so Naomi uh, dug through trash. What you do on your summer vacation? Well, I. Uh, Went to New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. It's a beautiful desert scenery. Uh, what'd you do? I dug through trash. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. I know, dug whatever, up, whatever makes you happy. I dug me. up the worst video game ever made. Yeah. So That's pretty cool, though. So the legend is. is that E.T., they made so many copies. They made more copies than consoles. And it was so bad yeah. that they knew you know nobody was going to buy it. So they just mm-hmm. instantly they buried, buried them in them the desert. In a landfill. In a landfill. In New Mexico. Yeah, and you know this has been a legend for like ten, twenty years at least. And uh, Naomi went up there and uh, was there for the excavation of the landfill, and uh, they were still there. So. Yeah, they're you know that's they're shooting it for the Game Over documentary for Xbox TV. It's going to be mm-hmm. one of the first bits of programming for Xbox TV. Uh, one part of a six-part uh, dec- t- uh, documentary series on just how technology has affected our lives. This one's about. Atari and about this urban crash. legend. So yeah. yeah, should be good. Um, I'll watch that definitely. Hey, keep doing stuff like that. I'll be checking out Xbox TV. Absolutely, we'll talk about more X. I got to get a full the full preview of the Xbox TV slate. Oh, cool. We'll cover off on that later on in the news. Uh, but before we move on to the news, how are you guys? I mean, it would be we'd be remiss even on any podcast that's operated in, out of IGN. Uh, the Star Wars casting news caused quite an impact crater yeah. around here this week. We were doing crazy traffic off yep. of it. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, people cared a lot about the Episode Seven cast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what I've realized is that it is impossible to make Star Wars fans happy. <laughs> so they're just like fans of anything else, It's basically. ridiculous. Like, it's so dumb to me that, I don't know, I feel like the prequels have tainted people's minds so much like so the thing i want to know now the star wars prequels are not as bad as people think they are go watch one again one's hard to get through phantom menace of the three is the most watchable Mm -hmm. like i have very few issues with that movie like Mm -hmm. it's a bad movie but it's a decent (laughs) it's a decent star wars movie yeah 
and people are just, I don't know they just felt so betrayed by it that that has affected the way they perceive the rest of Star Wars as though like Empire is worse because of it for some reason mm-hmm. oh, boy. oh so I have the DVD collection right yeah. and the fact that they replaced the characters in like the flashback in episode 6 I hate that in episode six, at the end, oh, he's remembering yeah. those who passed. Where it's like Hayden Christensen. It's Obi-Wan, it's Hayden Christensen. I'm just what? like, get out of here. Sure. Yeah, they Still, replaced it for all the DVDs. That. You can't get a DVD copy of that movie with the old actors. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And that stuff is dumb, but mm-hmm. the movies are still great. Like, there yes. are dumb little things in them. Mm-hmm. And now it's like episode seven. Okay, we know you didn't like Jar Jar or Obi-Wan yeah. or Qui-Gon, so they're gone. And we're bringing back all the people you love. Mm-hmm. Han, Leia, Luke, Chewie. 3PO, R2, no, I don't like their old. All right, well, we tried. (laughs) Yep. I just wonder, I mean, I see, I'm a kid that somehow, even though I was pretty well the right age, I just, Star Wars has never gotten ingrained into my skin. Like, I I watch them, they're okay, but I don't don't sort of share the the geek love for it. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't, do we really want... The seventy-year-old versions of these characters, yep. you know, like I do, Mark yep. Hamill at, and Harrison Ford. Harrison and Ford's Fisher. a phenomenal actor, even in old age. Like he can really nail those parts, and I want to see what he does with an old Han Solo. Yeah, and I'm very curious to see. I mean, especially now that like the expanded universe stuff, they're like ignoring all of it yeah. and saying, yeah. like, you know what, Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn didn't happen. So let's see what happened in the 30, 40, 50 years, depending on like where this fits in the timeline. Like, Where are these characters? Who are they now? How have they changed? Who are their children? What is their future? Who is the new cast? And how do they relate? Like, All of that stuff is like exactly what I want from a Star Wars sequel. When they announced that all that stuff is no longer canon, do you think Anthony Gallegos started crying because he realized he wasted no, all that no, time? No, no, no. Because <laughs> Anthony is a smart man. And Anthony, like me, has always been like, aware that George Lucas has never recognized any of that as canon. Okay. That was the crazy thing. Like, yeah. when they announced that, okay, all the s- s- games and books that you love, we're ignoring them forever and starting mm-hmm. fresh, and everything we do from here on out is canon. That's always been the case. So it's the movies and moving forward. That's what they've said, right? Uh, yes, and the Clone Wars animated series. Okay. Uh, oh, sweet. Like that we've Getting just that that in there, And too. Rebels, and every game that comes out from here on out, so the Visceral thing, probably Battlefront, will have some canonical connection to the universe. And the Hold thing up. is, every expanded <laughs> universe book that you ever read, and you were like, oh, this is cool, uh-huh. was never canon. It was okay. never part of the universe. So much so that, like, Karen Travis quit writing Star Wars books when George Lucas started writing or had his people change a bunch of stuff about Mandalore for the Clone Wars series. She um, was like, that's not the stuff I made. And he said, I own Star Wars. So <laughs> That's right. She's she's off writing a Gears She's off ruining Gears, sure. yeah. So um, the 3D animated series, not the yes. Gendy Tarnovsky series. Gendy's stuff is... They were both... So, I don't know. I think the 3D animated Clone Wars invalidated uh-huh. a bunch of stuff in Gendy Tarnovsky. Tarnovsky? Mr. Powerpuff Girls yes. series. <laughs> Dexter, come on, Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack there we go, Samurai like, Jack. So basically, it's like Linda Hamilton at the end of the first Terminator movie. Like, <laughs> you're terminated, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hits the machine press, and all the other Star Wars things get crushed. Yeah. Why yep, not? I, good. Um, you know, I, it is good to see. I hope we get more good Star Wars Me video too. games out of it because there was a run of them for a while when the, the window when Kotor. LucasArts had it figured out from, let's see, that would have been, it was like the late 90s yeah. up through, well, really, I guess the mid-2000s. Yeah, Kyle Katarn through Bioware. 
And how do you think Bioware feels about their MMO? They're just kind of like, hey, uh, guys, we're doing this right now, uh, so do we count? (laughs) (laughs) That's got to hurt. Maybe they won't notice us. (laughs) Yeah, that's the interesting thing is the Old Republic, uh, the books, the comic books and the novels have all been through Dark Horse, Mm -hmm. and Dark Horse is losing the license to Marvel Mm. because Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, so now Marvel's going to be doing every Star Wars comic. Are they going to continue that? Does that stuff count? Is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do not know. You know, I, it, KOTOR 3 is more feasible than ever at this point, though, because uh, EA owns BioWare. Yeah. EA has the Star Wars license. BioWare made the original KOTOR. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Casey Hudson still works there. He was the lead on Knights of the Old Republic. Casey's making a new IP now, though. Well, yeah, but you never know. I mean, things yeah, change, right? Totally. Uh, look what happened to Black Tusk. When you're like, hey, hey yeah. we got this big thing that already is established as something people care about. Yeah. So oh, the but other... we're doing this new IP. We don't nope, care. No, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so that's really what I want. I want a new KOTOR because I think that's... I could get down with that. The To me, that's the, the best Star Wars video game I've ever seen. Uh, followed closely by Jedi Knight 2, but KOTOR 1 was... Just an incredible 40-hour piece of work that was so good. I mean, it was uh, one of the original Xbox's best games, period. You know, and it's awesome on iPad. Yeah. I'll bet it, it. And I'm sure it runs better than it ran on the original <laughs> Xbox. Yeah. What a weird future we live in. Isn't it? It's that so phone strange. on the table is more powerful than the Xbox. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Then the, it has a hundred times the hard drive space. That makes me feel old. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, we'll come right back and uh, get to some Xbox news right after this. IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the podcast unlocked, presents the News Welcome back to Podcast Unlock, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Mitch Dyer, Ryan McCaffrey, Hello. Destin Legary talking this week's Xbox news. Let's kick off with... Uh, the the biggest story that you may not even realize is the <laughs> oh, biggest story. Yeah, it's big. Xbox One is heading to China. It will be released in China in September. Uh, this is following a 14 year ban on just video game consoles in in the country of China, where nobody could sell anything. Yep. No PlayStations, no Xboxes, no Nintendos, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Microsoft has partnered up with Best TV, one of the major TV providers there to, of course, handle the, the sort of TV functionality mm-hmm. of the system. They took Destin. the T in the word best Get it? and made it best. Just rolled it, rolled it into just saving a little it. time. Yep. you got to save some time. <laughs> um, I love puns. <laughs> you already Sorry, you know. way out of yeah. this segment. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I'm building it. His YouTube channel is called The Destination. Oh, God. What do you think? It. How many times can I plug your YouTube, YouTube channel? YouTube. Destination. I don't like care. Go ahead. Please subscribe. <laughs> the Destination. Someday Some... views go up to 400 an episode. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's... Someday I will call upon you for <laughs> and return for those plugs. Uh, so the thing is, you know, I know the Xbox really well. I've been covering it pretty much since the beginning. But one thing I don't know... Is China? Yeah, I mean it's it's such a it's such a it's obviously it's a massive Big. market, but Big market. because there literally has not been a video game market there. Other there's than no way to know. There's I you know I just don't even know what to make of this. 
you know, the, the country's so big. It's, it's, it's one billion people, right? Yep. Last, last I recall. It's a lot. Uh, let's say... One percent. Yeah. What's one percent of a billion? Well, uh, as far as if you think just selling yeah. consoles, yeah, that's that uh, that's ten million. Ten. What? Wow, really? A hundred million is ten percent. Oh man, that's so crazy. Ten million is one percent. So yeah, if they sell ten million, if they sell the consoles to one percent of the country, yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, how that's many... pretty optimistic. Let's well, let's yeah. all right. Let's just for just for fun, the three sixty has done about eighty million. Mm-hmm. Approximately, right. I, yeah. I think I may be giving him a little lifetime. bit of a benefit. Yeah, lifetime. Yeah. I think it might be upper 70s. Well, let's just say, mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, all right, let's say 75. 75 mm-hmm. million in a country of 300 million people here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that's what. I mean, uh, North America includes Mexico and Canada when you look at sales. Uh, d- okay, well, that, Mitch, you've, thro- you've ruined it. everything. <laughs> so let's say 500 million. I could have been a jerk to Canada. What we're saying, that's so Canada's like know, a million, man. and then <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> yeah. But even I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, seventy-five million consoles sold in a you know in a three hundred million one territory. Yeah, three hundred yeah. million person territory. I mean, that's uh, you're talking. That's that's twenty-five percent of the country has, yeah. has a. So let, you're, now we're, you're, you're proposing one yeah. percent uh, as optimistic. Yeah, that number's huge. Yeah, right. So yeah, I mean. Does Sony have the same deal? Is China not opening yet. to them? No. Not yet. Wow. The, yeah, the Microsoft's thing... touting like we're coming there before any of our competition. Like, well, mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know what Sony's doing. And you, yeah, so you wonder, you know, does word you know the the sort of urban legend, for lack of a better term, is that is that uh, China is not too fond of Japan and right. vice versa. So does True. that give? <laughs> it's not an urban legend. Does well, I don't. I mean, I don't live <laughs> they there. Have I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Does that? <laughs> give Microsoft an advantage in trying to gain a foothold in the console space when the two their two primary competitors, the Wii U and, of course, the PlayStation 4, are Japanese consoles. I think it's, mm. a, as or, always, it's going to come down to software. Yep. But, I don't even know, but, like, what but, is the Chinese market like? Well, that but that's that's a good question, too. We'll get to it in a second. But to, to your question just now, but the software, the 360 actually had a lot of great software for Japan. Didn't matter for anything. It had some. Like, I would say there were fewer than five must-own games that a Japanese audience would be like, yes. Yeah, they tried to make yes. games for that audience also, yeah. and it just didn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a good question. I mean, what kind of games do Chinese gamers play? Because, Or but do we even know the answer to that question? Because they've only had access to PC games, which yeah. are a very different, you know, there's a lot of free-to-play stuff. Yeah, a lot of say, free-to-play market is huge in China, especially shooters. Yeah, um, like Call of like Duty, Ghost China. Recon Online, which Ghost has Recon, been yeah. renamed, but uh, Starcraft. I think, I think there's a FIFA that's online only in China. Yeah, something to that effect. Mm. So the question is, yeah, did they? Th- there have not been console games as a as a general thing in China. It's going to be very very interesting to yeah. see, see. What if there's just, people just don't want that? Like, we, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, um, it's going to be really know, what's interesting. What's the what's the the wealth situation like for for the average you know chinese consumer is yeah. it a yeah you know I, these are questions mm-hmm. that uh i'm too dumb to know i would be significantly <laughs> more excited as a chinese citizen who's getting console games for the first time in 14 years for a ps4 um because there's the potential there for via uh playstation now to get playstation 3 games well, that's true. Like you, that is, you that get is that true. archive of the last eight years that you yeah. just didn't have access to. That is a fair point. 
Well, a dad in China built his son a tank, so imagine go. him he got him a, an Xbox One. <laughs> well, that, that actually <laughs> that does remind me of one maybe one last point is what's the equivalent price of the Xbox mm. One going to be in China for you know relative to that market? Is it going to be more expensive than what it is relatively well, yeah. in America? Is it going to be less expensive? The same? It'll be more. Everything really? seems to be higher than it is in America. Like the pound, they get charged more. Well, it's but more I mean, but, but they can set the price of the console sure. to anything they want. Microsoft? That, yeah, do you think they're going to do like a special version, like no connect or like a smaller version? No, no, version? I'm just saying, you know, the value of, of the product, the, of, you know, Chinese currency relative to whatever Microsoft sets the price of hmm. the Xbox One at. So just a ton of, I mean, what what's your guys' gut? What do you, do you think, do you think it's going to completely flop and no one's, going to care and it's not going to make any difference to Microsoft's bottom line. Do you think it will uh, take off because it is the first console in 14 years? Do you think, what do you, what do you think, what's your gut tell you? It depends on their marketing. Honestly, I don't know what they're marketing over there to to that place um, in the world. But like, if it's like the first console in 14 years, like that's kind of a cool marketing angle. Also the, the games, you know, um, if there's something good that they think that market will like. I mean, there's market researchers who sh- are probably planning this whole strategy about launching in China. <laughs> I can just see the TV ad for Xbox One in China, mm-hmm. uh, localized, of course. For 14 years, you've been repressed, <laughs> unable to play consoles now. The Xbox One arrives. Oh man, we're like, join oh. Xbox Live. Call people from other nations, assholes, and take out your repression <laughs> say, on you're them. Like, slowly approaching like white savior territory. Here. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, not at all. Just saying that you know, let it out yeah. on Xbox Live. Yep, and tell Wait, your frustrations other people how much they suck at Halo. Skype could be a big draw there. I don't know what their long distance stuff like telephone calls are like there, but TV too. I don't know. Like I don't know if. Yeah. We know so little. I know China. nothing yeah. about China. I That's couldn't even find it on a map. Literally no idea. <laughs> we got two Canadians and a dumb American yeah. here. We got we got nothing. Yeah. But Mitch, I mean, yeah, you got any? Yeah, I have no idea. Nothing. I have no means to even manufacture an estimate of any kind. No. All I know is what Ryan just said. One percent is ten million people. Math. I yeah. went to journalism school. I don't do math well. I, I may it may be six million. Maybe maybe I'm really pretty much. sure that's no. Not. I got it right. We got it. Yeah. We're good. We're good. That much I can handle. Take Basic calculator. <laughs> no, don't, you're gonna I don't want me. another meal against you right now. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, it'll be very very interesting. There's so many unanswered questions. Um, I know we've had a couple of of podcast on listeners write in from from China that you know people that live there and have kind of uh, commented a little bit. We'd love to hear from you if you have sort of an expertise or or a firsthand knowledge of. Of, of China and how you feel the Xbox One will do there. We'd love to hear from you. And maybe one of these days we'll do a mailbag show that we hey, always talk yeah. about doing and then never, ever, ever do. Unlocked at IGN.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Destin, do you have – tell me you have a clever segue to get us out of here to the next story. Oh, no, I had one. As Microsoft opens up its brand in China – it's GameStop closing is. doors. <laughs> Mitchell <laughs> Dyer. Thanks. Thank you. One point for Mitch. Yeah. I got Mitch two points for Destin. I got you back. Yeah. GameStop is closing 120 stores. I think we all kind of saw this coming, though, moving towards digital. Yeah. I don't know. I'm oddly unmoved by this news. Mm-hmm. I'm unsurprised. Yeah. I feel bad for I think the 600, like, exactly. 6,500 people that are going to lose their jobs. 
you know. Yeah, uh, this, I'm having to do a lot of math this week. This is not my strong <laughs> suit. Uh, Sixty, approximately 6,500 stores, stores globally. Stores, not people. Sorry. Right. Uh, stores globally. So these these closures represent about two percent of the company. So uh, in the grand scheme, not much. Still, you know, that's a lot. That is plenty of jobs. It is nothing to yeah. to sneeze at. But but yeah, you wonder. You know, are we? Is this the beginning of the end? Well, do you for, remember for GameStop, Game Exchange, Hollywood Video. Like a lot of those Bad places, Blockbuster, those places are becoming ghost towns, and you know maybe that's what's happening now with uh, GameStop. But I mean, really, GameStop needs to adapt. It needs to find a business do. model that is not just well, trade your games. And they, it's not prepaid cards. That's and not, they claim they're yeah. trying to focus more on the mobile yeah. digital space, but there's people have the App Store. Yeah, for that. here's my and mobile the, store. The, right yeah, here. Exactly. The, you know the Google. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Play. Yep. Google thing. Play. Google, Google Play. Play. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I, you know, there was a point where when I was last a hardcore PC gamer in 2001, uh, before I got into Xbox, mm-hmm. I bought all my PC games in stores, just like most people buy their console games now. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a decade, Steam. and there is, you know, like, you'd almost get laughed at if you're like, I'm going to go to the store... <laughs> To buy uh, StarCraft Two. That's yeah. a genuinely confusing thing to hear out loud to me right. right now. I'm like, what? So yeah, why? you know, and and you look at the these two new consoles, which of course are our industry's console future. Mm-hmm. Both of them have the infrastructure in place from day one for you know day one digital purchases. Yeah. So Ex- you, Xbox was going to be all digital until there right. was the huge uproar. Even right. Nintendo is selling its games day and date digitally. That yeah. is true. On 3DS. Yeah. yeah. On both platforms. Yeah. Huge. So, yeah, you've got to wonder if, uh, you know, as a guy who worked in print media for a long time, specifically video game magazines, and, you know, we did, the writing was on the wall. Sure. Uh, to, there came a point where, you know, you realized, yeah, I mean, this this doesn't make sense as a print thing anymore in the sort of grand business scheme of things. And you got to wonder if, is this that moment for, for a place like a GameStop? Yeah. So who knows what their destiny could be? Oh, I love you. That was good. (laughs) Speaking of destiny, we just had a hands on this week. Jose Otero got to play the game. Right. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He got to go. And the question is... Maybe I'll sub him in when I jet in 15 minutes. How are we feeling about the game? Ryan? He was... Well, Jose... I talked to Jose extensively, obviously, Mm -hmm. and this is all conveyed in his preview and his video preview as well, which... IGN period com. I will try to remember to embed in this week's podcast post. But yeah, you know, he... The thing about Destiny, and here... So here's the concern about Destiny. Um, You know, a lot of people um, were were sort of they felt a little burned by the the massive amounts of hype and uh, love that was that that was out there for Titanfall before the game came out and then when it came out and it actually had flaws it wasn't the perfect game it was only really really yeah. good <laughs> and you know and and I I I can uh, own up to to that to a bit to yeah I mean I def I admit I got a bit carried away with the with the Titanfall 
hype up up front. You know, when we when we played it in Germany, it was mm-hmm. just it was a revelation at the time. It oh, was just, it was amazing. And remember, and that was before the consoles came out. Yeah. So it's like we didn't really have a concrete idea of what next gen was, and mm-hmm. and it was just this like, wow, this is incredible. This is great. And you know, it's uh, def. I definitely need to do a better job of. You get uh, excited but, about but, stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Right. And that's what is wrong with but that? But that's also my point too. Is you know. <laughs> Yeah, I need to you know try and dial it back a little, but at the same time, yeah, I'll never apologize yeah. for being excited about video games. That's uh-huh. a that's a good thing. So to try and be a little more level headed about Destiny, I think the concern as we stand today with Destiny, which this could all get wiped away at E3, this hopefully will all just be gone. But I think we've been sold this whole time with Destiny on it's this huge world with this rich story and this living world that you're just a part of, and there's all these planets and all these things. And yet they've only ever shown one little sliver. Yeah. Which uh, old Russia, action, I think. old Russia, yeah. correct. And that's all. And and Jose, when he went to to Bungie, got to play a little sliver of that. Mm-hmm. No way, it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know a that. A strike mission, which is like a basically a small instance for three mm-hmm. players in oh, old boy. Russia. So he got a slice of a slice. So I think that maybe uh, from a I get that you know Bungie. It's it's a tough thing to 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 do, right? To try and have a messaging and a PR campaign for your game to keep yeah. people excited and interested. You know, you don't want to give away too much, but you don't want to. You got to give away enough to get people excited. And I think, I think the Bungie's always tried to be very secretive about yeah. their stuff. I mean, going all the way back. Yeah. Uh, nice. Certainly, Halo One. With Halo One, I wasn't at OXM at the time, but. They they had asked I I didn't come to learn later they asked all media not just OXM but to to not write about the flood so that the flood wouldn't get spoiled and people did abide by that and it ended up being a mm-hmm. cool surprise and but so Bungie's always been very secretive like that but I feel like in this case they're they're leaning a little much in the not enough yeah uh, here's here's it's not that I'm, it's like it's it is hurting them because yeah. I am not excited about that game because I don't know why I should care. Here's what and I that's think. Fair. That's fair right now. It looks like a shooter. Well, and what? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Dustin. Real, real yep. quick, I was, I'll add uh, just to speak for Jose. You know, he said so. He said, "Yeah, what I played and saw was fun, but it was nothing that I haven't seen Bungie do before yep. mm-hmm. with firefight stuff or, or with or with Halo in general." I think their big mistake is in just how they're marketing it. They're marketing it as like this majestic like planet that you're going to explore and like look at all these things you're going to see and they're not really showing us why we should be excited they're very yeah. like um you're gonna care because you're legend yeah and it's gonna be big you become and legend you, uh, i just that and marketing speak that says nothing is so sickening to me yeah, yeah. and and we know we've got a beta playable beta mm-hmm. public beta at some point we know that e3 they're this is their last E3 before the yeah, game is yeah. due out on September 9th. So they're probably going to let it all rip at E3. They've got to. Um, they have to. They have to. But they need yeah. to show something that blows the audience away. It's been cool so far, and some people are excited, but nothing's been like, oh, my God, get my pre-order in now. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah speaking you know. – uh, so I haven't uh, played the game yet. That I'm with you guys. I think I, think I need uh, – right now it's, it's a little too much – snake oil mm-hmm. uh being sold to me and not <laughs> yeah. enough you know it's 
Yeah, I because I I want to believe that this game is as vast and epic of a yes. you know galaxy spanning yeah. space mm-hmm. opera persistent shooter as they claim it is. But you can't say that and then show me a fight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, um, you know, I had before we knew anything about Destiny, when just that we had when we had those first early tidbits, you know, uh, in the back of my mind I was thinking, you know, is is Bungie, you know, maybe they were just hit on the right thing at the right time with Halo and mm-hmm. it was sort of a one trick pony. Oh, you're that's well, a bull claim. Well, no no, I'm not saying yeah. that. I just I, you know the thought crossed my mind, yeah. you know, before I knew it cuz like, you know, what is destiny going to be? But I will say this when I had the great fortune to uh sit down with Jason Jones, their founder and sort of lead just brain. He is the brain of Bungie and the lead designer on the game, the creative director on the game. When I got to sit with him at E3 last year, just talking to him for about an hour and 15 minutes, I just I could tell like this is a really brilliant game designer. This is a guy that knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and that erased any doubts that I had that Bungie that he or Bungie was, you know, just a one a one trick pony mm-hmm. with Halo. So I do have I do think Jason Jones is a brilliant guy and a, a great designer, and I I'm optimistic that yeah. we'll get there with destiny but yeah me too it's yeah but yeah it's i i need i'm at the point where i just need to see it yeah now. it's it's faith i mean this is what faith is yeah. you're believing in them because you're like well they're probably going to pull it out because they have this history and this legacy and they've been great before but they've also had some swings and misses but they're probably mm. going to be good right because they made halo yeah but well, i've you know. seen nothing concrete that leads me to believe like yes this is why it's going to be amazing yeah, it's almost like the Xbox One itself. It was like before, before the 180, where it's like <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be able, like, oh, it's mm. it's did it's online all the time. You know, 24 hour check in, which they just never. Part of the reason it all backfired is they never explained why that could be beneficial to you. Nor did they ever say it at all. They waited for interviews. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, by the way, this feature, and then Phil Harrison said, no, that's oh, not a family thing. sharing and, yeah, and whatever. But Good job, uh, everybody. Gamers' yeah. emotions will change just like the seasons. Speaking of, Watch Dogs is getting a season pass for twenty dollars. That's the best I could do for that. You disgust me. (laughs) Judges, I'll allow it. All right. That was my referee Mills Lane really bad uh, celebrity death match. You know, if anybody remembers that show. Can we talk about T Bone for a minute? My favorite, (laughs) favorite thing to see in a press release ever. Please do. T Bone is a single player character. (laughs) Yeah. In the season pass of Watch Dogs, he is a brilliant but eccentric hacker. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's what? brilliant but eccentric. And his name Hence the name, T-Bone. T-Bone. Mm-hmm. Because you can't... Ugh, ugh, just, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the, any of this at all. Why? I don't know. What? He has dreads. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. It seems oh. kind of cool. Uh, you're going to get some... Tell me one thing about T-Bone, the, the eccentric oh, but brilliant hacker that's cool. Uh, the missions seem cool. Uh, like the you put on glasses. Or, or wait, no. Strike one. That's the wrong <laughs> DLC, isn't it? I don't know. Oh. Never mind. I got yeah, it. It's cool. You, you put on some glasses and... <laughs> You see a little better. The the, the mini games within so the I'm world. So I'm the Ray Charles cool. of hacking yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> the mini games within the game seem kind of cool. That's all I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I'm, don't know about T Bone as a character. So here's the thing about the season pass: their unique single player story featuring T Bone, the brilliant but eccentric hacker. <laughs> I don't care about Aiden Pierce yet. Like I don't know what his story is. Yeah. I don't know if I care about him. I don't. 
why is he more brilliant or more eccentric than Aiden? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the main game story to be interested in more so, of it. You know, Let if me... you wanted to find out more, you could watch Watch Dogs telling a story. IGN's exclusive Ooh. part one making of style piece. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> to be part... fair, Mitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but you don't have a gun to your head to buy the season pass before the game oh, comes totally. out. Yeah. So it's... you can play the game, get to know Aiden, and like, then make, oh, okay, decide cool. if you want the season pass. Yeah. This is too early to be talking about season passes. It's a month out, and you're advertising your season pass. I think you got to do it a little closer See, to launch. See, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm totally... Everyone who freaked out about, like, on-disc DLC, season passes, online uh-huh. passes, all that stuff for a long time, this is the one that always made the most sense to me. Because what you're doing... Buy it a month before the game comes out? A though? month before the game comes out. You're already thinking, like, okay, yeah. Watch Dogs is almost here. It's yeah. a month away. This time next month, I'll have Watch Dogs. Yeah. And something that's going to get you excited about it is knowing that that game that you're already interested in playing has a big future. Mm-hmm. Single-player, multiplayer, items, accessories, modes, all that stuff. Characters, missions, all of that stuff goes into... I don't know, just the bank inside your mind that's already like, all right, Watch Dogs is great, mm-hmm. and it fills it up with a bunch more stuff that you're excited for. So you know, like, all right, cool, I'm going to play it for 40 hours, and mm-hmm. then eventually I'm going to go back and have more. Well, you know what that's else true. You know what else? Uh, announcing the season pass a month out does is mm-hmm. you're excited about the game, you've pre-ordered it, you buy the season pass today. Yep. Can you? I think you can do it on Uplay. Okay. Uh, I think... Yeah. All right. Maybe, I don't even know if maybe, I... maybe my whole theory is about to fall apart. Okay. But still. So, so say say you can actually spend that twenty dollars yeah. up front. And you can with some games. Then yeah. Then let's say the game comes out, gets mediocre reviews. You, you can't. That you, you're bucks. like you're sort of you. you they either. Either you don't cancel your pre-order because I'm like, well, I already get the season pass. <laughs> or even if you do cancel your pre-order, they've still got your twenty dollars yeah. for the season That's pass. That's how they get you. Yeah. Just trying to mm. trying to get dip it, you know, reach their hand into your wallet while uh while you're while you're willing while you're consensual about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Taking advantage of your hype. Mm. That's they got that windowless white van that says Watch Dogs on the side of it. Come on in, little Destin. Little Destin. Whoa, that's creepy. <laughs> Jeez. You got I don't a, know. nothing to segue. Nothing out of here. Dustin? I was hoping you guys would say something. No. Uh, I want to play it on Xbox. Speaking of Xbox, no. Xbox TV preview nope. from Ryan. That, oh, let's try it again. I'm gonna go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, 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 you and your dinner. I know. Sorry. Plans. You're such a Weekly, every socialite, week. dude. Why does that have to be today? It's every what's today? Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. every Wednesday. Yeah. Every Wednesday. All right. Fair. Your plans at 5:45 in Oakland. I see. That, every time. Yeah. It's not that I don't love you. Wait, I have is, a personal life. It's just life, that I love food a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with that. Rudy's Camp Fell Cafe, Oakland, California. Don't tell people where you're going to be. Yeah, 545. That's Oakland, dangerous. Rudy's, yeah. <laughs> That's where you can find me every Wednesday. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Mitch Dyer, everybody. <laughs> See you, Mitch. Uh, hi, Destin. Hey, Ryan. Why don't you so, tell me about this I'm TV? so glad Mitch is gone. He's such <laughs> a scumbag. <laughs> I love know, you, right? Mitch. Okay, he's really gone now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Xbox TV, we uh, put up a big piece about this. Uh, Roth Cornett from our entertainment team in L.A., yep. who regularly covers television, uh, she and I went uh, and saw the the full, what 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 in normal TV circles would be called a fall preview, except not sizzle all of these are coming out. So in a fall. sizzle yeah. reel. So we we went and, and got the preview of the whole Xbox TV lineup. Yeah, from uh, Nancy Tellum and the folks at uh, their new entertain, uh, entertainment division down in L.A. 
And there's a huge story with a ton of conversation videos up where I spout all of my opinions on this, but it's there's there's a lot of neat stuff. There's a lot of neat stuff. I I Halo is live action. Yes, that's confirmed. That's yes. good to know. That's good to know. I was worried they were going to do like a CG thing. Like have it all like right, right. 3D animation with like that voice like acting, that you know. new Batman uh yeah, animated series, something that, like that. I really wanted a, a live action Halo. Yeah, so that's happening. Series. That's great. Hopefully, um, it's great. Yeah, the first show to actually hit, which I disagree with, and had a some some interesting debate on Twitter about this. They're launching with the soccer show, which soccer show. I I don't even remember the name of it. I believe it's called Every Street United, if memory serves correctly. It's about street soccer and that being like a thing. And it's all like they're gonna they're gonna find the best street soccer players in the world and chronicle them and then eventually get them together at the the World Cup at real soccer. Okay. To is it like a documentary? It is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, I'm not saying it won't be a good human interest story, but mm-hmm. um, I just you know, and I of course soccer is huge globally, and Microsoft wants a global presence, obviously. But I just feel like the Xbox is such a its strongest market by far it is a it is an american console that is where it dominates yeah and soccer is not it's like it's in america but in, in the u.s it yeah. is not you know you've you got football you've got baseball basketball skateboarding hockey. soccer yeah it's <laughs> golf <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah i mean i don't that that's the the first show that soccer one is hitting in june i i won't watch that i, I'm just that, not, I don't care about soccer I will. Yeah, you're I will, a sports guy. I am a sports guy, but I've always detested soccer. I just, yeah. and I know it's super hypocritical because I love. Oh, they can't use their hands. Well, what is this? I love baseball, <laughs> and a lot of people say a lot of people don't like baseball. Like baseball's so boring. It's so <laughs> slow. I love baseball. I have the same complaints about soccer. Okay, it's so boring. No one ever scores. Yeah, it's so slow. So you know, I realize I'm the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> here. But I just yeah, I've never been a soccer guy. Um, so that's the first show that's coming, and then there's a, uh, you know, the ET documentary we yeah. mentioned earlier. That I'll watch. That sounds cool. Definitely want to yeah. watch that. I'm very, very curious there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, um, you know, just, again, we'll I'll th- try to throw a link to the article in the in the podcast post for this, about... rather than retreading everything. But the the thing I actually thought was the best show, yeah, was called Fearless, hmm. and it's a Fear Factor type show. No, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> no, it's so uh, it's actually it's about an Australian. It's hosted and starred uh, with an uh, this Australian guy whose name I had written down. I don't have it here okay. now. Australian guy. Australian Good guy. Uh, who is actually like the basically whatever the Australian equivalent of a Navy SEAL is. Oh, okay. So like super badass, yeah. mega trained guy. He was. Uh, maimed by a giant great white shark. Jeez. So he lost a hand and part and like a leg from the knee down. Yeah. And what but he has because he's got such a will and such a training and such you know just such a spirit. He is you know he's got he's trained he's used that training and he's just like he do, hasn't let that stop him and he just lives his life and does all kinds of stuff like he's you know like it never happened. And so what the show is, is him profiling a different person, a uh, different, different field that, that risks their lives for, you know, in, in service of others. Like police, military. So, yeah, but in, in the specific case of, like, one, one thing that was on the sizzle reel was the, um, 
gosh, I know there's a name for this, but <laughs> the 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 like paratrooper firemen that like are was it smoke jumpers is that what they're called where they Maybe. like parachute into like a forest fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's you know super dangerous what, yeah. thing, and so he not only is profiling them, does but he, he does it. Oh wow, he does it. That's so, crazy. Yeah, and they showed several instances so that was that's the one that that stood immediately to mind mm-hmm. um and any then, quantum break updates uh quantic, oh, on the quant- quantic break quantum break quantum I would no say. so that's not yeah. actually part of xbox tv i mean it's oh okay it, I was, it's, I, it's it will all be contained within yeah. the game oh okay so yeah. i thought like the tv show would impact the game or something well it does but it's all within the walls the of the game okay so it's it doesn't live outside of okay uh i misunderstood at least yeah they or if it does they didn't talk about it within within this context but my understanding is that you when you play quantum break it goes like game tv chunk uh okay game tv chunk that and with yeah with various outcomes that'll be interesting yeah so anyway um but yeah so this show fearless definitely seemed like like i was like i would watch that right now like that looks really really fascinating Mm so um yeah xbox tv it's do you think they're trying to get a chunk of the cable tv audience just like hey come on over yeah they're doing it at a very smart time i I think i think so you know they they if they can establish themselves now as Mm -hmm. a as a content provider, mm-hmm. you know, as as Amazon is doing it and as Netflix yep. is doing it, the only difference, of course, which I, I pointed out in one of Roth and I's conversation videos, is you can get Amazon or Netflix through something as simple, if not your computer, something like your your TV, like mm-hmm. through your smart TV Xbox as an app. TV only Xbox, on Xbox TV needs a five hundred dollar. Yeah. I mean, it runs. It, I should clarify. Xbox TV does work on 360 as well. It's okay. just you need a gold subscription. Yeah. But um. But yeah, you know, for all intents and purposes, you need you need a $500 box. Yeah. To to watch Xbox TV. So that's, I think, a big hurdle that I don't I don't know. That's a tough sell. If they get over. That's a tough sell. I'd rather pay my $2,000 a year cable subscription. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, five hundred dollars once plus fifty dollars a year for Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this works after all. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, good. Some good programming. You know, I, I don't get starting with soccer, but we'll see if I'm proven wrong. Hopefully, they nail down their craft. Yeah. But Speaking they, of, eh? that was a segue. Uh, nice. Xbox 360 Minecraft saves are going to transfer to Xbox One. That's really good news for uh, it is they fans. They'd said they'd been working on this, and uh-huh. they are making it happen. Um, I've got to figure. There, there's gonna have to be an update on the on Minecraft for Xbox One soon. I asked Phil Spencer about it when I interviewed him during GDC, which was already over a month ago. Okay, had the story on IGN, uh, yeah. you know, it said, and he had said it's soon, like it's almost done, it's almost ready. Um, I wonder if that might be a thing where at E3 they're like. Oh, and Minecraft for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's available today. Like, go ahead and go grab it and import all your saves. But yeah, it's how much longer could it possibly take? I don't know. A few more months. It'll it'll probably be like an E3 announcement. They're probably just saving it for E3. It's pr- they got to be close to being ready yeah. to launch it. But the whole save transferring thing, there's got to be some complications there. Sure. Yeah. Totally that's... new system. Yeah. You know? No doubt. But I guess they're not. They're, I suppose they're not exactly in a rush. Mm-hmm. To put it out on Xbox One when it just continues to sell to on destroy. 360. Yeah. yeah. So no rush. Get it right. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, in any case, yeah, cool news that, that you'll be able to import all your stuff from, yeah. from Minecraft on 360. There's a story you don't have on the script I wanted to ask you yeah, about. Yeah, hit me. Mass Effect, the trilogy, coming to Xbox One. Well, that was a rumor, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's on a few, uh, you know, websites that sell games, like just foreign ones that I've never heard of. Right. But well, see, that's the thing. That's that? why I, you know, I hesitate to put any... I was a huge Mass Effect fan, and the thought of that, like, uh, Christine's playing through two right now. Yeah. And uh, for for like the third time or something, but uh, just imagining that on next gen, it still looks great on 360. Imagining that like again released on Xbox One, that seems like a smart move. Kind of well, like why not? And it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You yeah. could have, you know, if you go 1080p, 60 frames. Make sure all the DLC DLC is on integrated. It. Fix yeah. particularly with Mass Effect One. Fix the loading times. You know, the elevators. Yeah. So that it's just it's just quick yeah. and instant. It do, and you could do it all probably on one Blu-ray, yep. you know, on one disc for Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. So you could seamlessly go through the whole thing. Yeah, like make a custom experience. Yeah, I mean, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, and we have we have seen this is a thing now. This is a where both on Xbox One and uh, PS4 where it's just straight re-releases mm-hmm. if you know of, of things keep you know we're not getting backwards compatibility we're getting re-releases that we're paying money for yeah. which uh i they're selling that's yeah the i have a little bit of a problem with it yeah i mean it's tomb raider definitive edition people are so hungry for just something to play on their yeah. console like tomb raider definitive definitive edition sold like crazy yeah i mean that's yeah, i'd these, buy this mass these, effect thing these paid re-releases yeah. effectively paid backwards compatibility mm-hmm philosophically i have a i have a kind of an issue with it like man mm-hmm. that's you know it's just kind of like a little boy, sleazy it is a little sleazy but mm-hmm. if the content is good enough like you know because i don't want anybody to bookmark this podcast and then throw us back at me when mm-hmm. halo 2 anniversary probably gets and announced happy <laughs> and i'm stoked about it yeah. that's, but it just it just it all depends on what the content is for the game is yeah i mean yeah. If, if they add the extra stuff or update the visuals i mean if it's just like lo- a straight port over like mm. i don't know if I i'd need love that. it if they updated mass effect one's engine even to be like similar to mass effect two's engine well, or threes three, yeah well three is like perfect what yeah. if they all ran uh in an engine similar to three? but that's like a major redesign for the first two games i mean they yeah. all ultimately run on the unreal engine like it's yeah. the sort of it's well it's th- like three to four right or wait Two to three? Two to three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, it depends, right? It depends mm-hmm. on I don't know how much engineering goes into that, but yeah. you're right. I mean that series sold so well that they could probably double dip on the next gen consoles. Mm-hmm. They gotta and do make it a early. lot of money. They have to do it early. And especially there was that story to just today as we record mm-hmm. that said it was just a quick update from from Bioware saying that Mass Effect, Mass Effect 4. 4 is in the middle of development. So yeah. that means it's still probably like two years away. If I had to guess at what in the middle of development went, mm-hmm. meant, I'm going to say that's a game's out in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's if it's, I mean, we know we've been working on it for like a couple years. Yeah. So I'm going to guess they have a couple more years and it's maybe probably like a holiday 2016 game. All I read when I saw that was E3 trailer. Maybe. I think it'll be like a tease. Could be like like Mirror's Edge was last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, that could happen for sure. Uh, I hope you're right. Man, yeah, me would, too. That would get me fired. I'm up. just a big fan of Mass Effect. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's uh, 
What a great they, – they really hit the nail on the head with that series, so mm-hmm. even though all three games are so different from each other. That's yeah. the crazy part. I wonder where they'll land going forward with Mass Effect 4 as far mm-hmm. as will it be more like 3, which was kind of a halfway between 1 and 2. Will mm-hmm. they lean back towards 2, lean back towards 1, go in a different direction, maybe have more Telltale-style like adventure game dialogue yeah. kind of moments? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do wonder where it's, where it's going to go because they've certainly – Bioware doesn't seem shy about mm-hmm. about you know changing course a little bit in the gameplay department. The cover mechanics and like just yeah. the, the the gameplay mechanics uh, worked really really well in three. Yeah, I hope I they agree. keep that, maybe improve upon it a little. Uh, some of the weapon customization I'd like to see come back more like one. Yep, you know like just take all the good pieces about each. That would be one nice. story. Uh, the customization from one because people complain it wasn't enough like an RPG and and you give know? me you know the you know I of course have said on the show and you know I prefer one is my favorite because it's most RPG ish yeah you know the Citadel felt like and was this huge huge mm-hmm. place that felt like this epicenter of the of the you know common universe where all these races would come and meet and live and it's this massive place and in two it became like a two level yeah. like a like a loft mm-hmm. it became someone's apartment <laughs> yeah. practically that's the size and then in three it was again in between like it yeah. was bigger than two but not nearly as big as it was in one so mm-hmm. yeah i hope i hope it gets back to the sort of larger scale of the first game but. i'd love to see that all right marketplace report destin what can we spend our hard-earned cash on well, for Xbox this, you can this if you want to, but uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, available digital only on Xbox One, no physical discs. Not yet. Yeah, remember, because yeah. there was that story that went around, uh-huh. I guess it was last week, that it was it was, de- canceled. It was delayed or canceled yeah. or something on Xbox. Turns out and it is. day one, there it is. There it is, but just th- the discs aren't ready yet. Do you think that was like a whoops? <laughs> I don't even know. We were supposed to release that. I guess, I mean... Yeah, it's it's really confounding. Yeah, uh, you can go into a store and buy it on 360 though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and any other yeah. platform except Xbox One. You mm-hmm. just if you want it on Xbox One, you have to go with the digital download. Yeah. Uh, Child of Light available on PC, 360, and Xbox One. Highly recommend it. It is 15 bucks. Um, and Dust Force. I haven't heard of this one. This is available for 360 for 10 dollars. Yep. Yeah, you know another, anything about it? Nope. Another uh, Xbox Live Arcade game. Still, to, they're still coming. You have to check out the trailer for that one. Uh, games for Gold. Dust and Elysian Tale. Elysian, Elysian. Tale. Elysian. I did this Tale. when we had them on the show. <laughs> uh, Dust and Elysian Tale. Uh, that's going to be available May 1st to 15th. And Saints Row the Third. That's a good one. We didn't guess either no. one of these. As usual, <laughs> yeah. we never guess, guess them correctly. Yeah, that one was... But we hey, were way off. This is a step in the right direction. Yes. These are they're not as new as the games you get on PlayStation Plus. So uh-huh. it's there's I'm not gonna say that there's parity between mm-hmm. what PS Plus is doing and games with gold yet. But these are two games that are uh new ish. I mean or and they're they're recent enough and they're more importantly, they're good enough. Mm-hmm. These are both I think Saints Row was Saints Row the third in particular. Yeah is uh very I, popular i gave that game uh at my last job a nine five i mean and we I, get we score it highly also I yeah damon hatfield yeah it's it's it. i think it's far and away the best in the of the four saints row games mm-hmm. and dust was of course a star of summer of arcade uh yeah. two years ago mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it was when I first uh, started. Yeah, so 2012. So yeah, these are two. Each of these are two year old games, but man, they're good. Yeah, they're so good. Smart move, Microsoft. I agree. Keep doing that. Good games, please. <laughs> Keep it up. So which one's yeah. first? Uh, Dust and Dust Elysian Tale. Okay. You got it. Uh, close enough. <laughs> and then Saints Row the Third. In the uh, May 16th through Sorry, 30th. Yeah. So it's the, the second 30th, half of the yeah. month. Cool. All right. We'll come right back. And I guess, well, Mitch left a guess yes, on his way did. out for, for Unlock Block Trivia. So we'll do that right after this. Okay. Unlock Block. Can you take on the challenge? All right. Unlock Block time. Destin. Now I moved. My, I moved yeah, to now a different mic. Left. It's not that anyone... You know, theater of the mind. You use your imagination, folks. Uh, this is a good question sent in to us this week from... Let me find his name here. Jonathan Landeros from Redlands, California. The Redlands. Mm. Uh, he has... Uh, That's our neck of the woods. It is not far. Yeah. Yes. And so he has a uh, an achievement... A good achievement-based question. I had to guess. I definitely didn't know the the answer here. Okay. Um, I did guess it correctly, though. I, I had it. Nar- I narrowed down to two. I'll be curious what what you think. Mitch mm-hmm. left a guess before he left, before he just abandoned us for his dinner plans. <laughs> so, Destin, we'll talk to you here. All right. Hit me. Achievements are a big part of the Xbox as a whole, but some achievements are harder than others. Out of the following four achievements, which has been unlocked the least amount of times? And he's basing this off of one of the popular achievement tracking websites. So okay. it's not you know, it's not necessarily hundred percent accurate, but within the context, it, you know, we can we can go with this. Okay. So is it Dead Rising's seven day survivor achievement? Which that game had, had a lot of tough achievements. You had to survive for seven days. Is it War of the Worlds' I Am Arthur Clarke achievement, where you had to complete the game in one sitting without dying? Dead Space 2's Hard to the Core, uh, where you had to complete the game on hardcore setting? Or Rock Band 2's Bladder of Steel Award, where you had to finish the endless set list in the game without pausing or failing? What do you think? Oh, jeez. These are, these are all really tough. Dead Rising, I remember like there was a lot of really, really difficult stuff in that game. War of the Worlds. I remember hearing about this one. Uh, Dead Space 2. Hardcore was the one where you get like three saves, correct? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, jeez. I'm going to guess Rock Band 2, though. I, I mean, I'm torn between Rock Band 2 or Dead Space 2 simply because the Rock Band 2 achievement took so long. Yeah, it's, it was like 50, 60-something songs that you had to yeah. do all in a row Yeah, and not um, st- without stopping. Yeah, so I'm going to guess Rock Band 2, the Bladder of Steel Award. So that was one of my finalists as well. I, mm-hmm. I was narrowed down to uh, that or the War of the Worlds achievement, finishing the game in one sitting without dying. That was yeah. that. That War of the Worlds was it was the the side-scrolling platformer, sort of a spiritual successor to like flashback out of this world. Oh, okay. Remember that game on arcade yes. from a few years ago? Yeah. Mitch guessed. Uh, let me see. He went with War of the Worlds. Okay. Uh, I went with War of the Worlds. Actually, yes, oh. it is War of the Worlds. Cause, and, and but yeah, Rock Band Two, great guess as well. Uh-huh. Um, so the uh, info that Jonathan sent along. How many people from the got site, it? Uh, I'm really one, curious. One person. One tra- that's tracked on that website, right? So okay. I'm sure more than one person overall has done it, but within you know within this this site of people that had uh, for the purpose you know, of in. this question. So. 
Jonathan, excellent job. We'll be sending you a podcast unlocked prize pack, courtesy of our social team. Thank you very much for listening to the show. If you want to uh, win a prize yourself, you can send an Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one and include your shipping address and send that to unlocked at IGN.com. And that means we're about out of here, Destin. That's correct. Uh, you've, you've been the master of plugs so far. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I guess we can, we can subscribe to your YouTube channel, Destin yeah. Nation. Yeah, Destin Nation. Two separate words, the destination. Excellent. Yeah. Wait, it's two separate words? It's the destination. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So we'll go do that. Get you an extra nine dollars and twenty one cents from <laughs> YouTube. Uh, what I actually wanted to plug though was uh, Watch Dogs: uh, The Second Making of. Yeah, it's coming out this week. Watch Dogs versus Reality. It's all about uh, how real are the hacks in the game? Hmm. Like how how much of that is real world like security issues, and how much of that is fantasy? Right. And the answer might surprise you. That's cool. Yeah, we had a bunch we'll of security experts and the team talk about it and. Uh, some really, really cool stuff came out of that interview. And then the next piece is yeah. Reimagining Chicago, which should be out the following oh, week. Oh, that'll be good. I got to go to Chicago, shoot lo- locations uh, in Chicago, and then compare them to in-game locations. And let's just say it's impressive. Is Wrigley Field in the game? Asks the, base- I, ba- the baseball I didn't fan. get to go to Wrigley Field. I'm wearing so. my Baseball is Better t-shirt today that I got from MLB They have the show, shown yeah. a baseball field in the game, but... So it's I don't well, know if it's, Wrigley. it's Wrigley or well, it's not called Comiskey Park anymore. It's <laughs> U.S. Cellular Field. But yeah, either the Cubs or the White Sox Stadium. That's what I care about. <laughs> is the baseball stadium yeah. of the game? Can There's I... a baseball stadium. That's not in the piece, though. All right. Yeah. Well, then your piece. I didn't get stinks. to go there. I didn't get to go <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, Mitch, I don't. He's not here, so he doesn't get to plug. We'll follow him at Mitchy D on Twitter. We'll follow right. you at Destin Legary. Mm-hmm. So wait, don't you have to? Shouldn't you change your Twitter handle now to be? At destination no. to match. No. I just want it to be a little me. marketing synergy. Oh God! <laughs> if I were your agent, I would tell you to get all those on the same page. Okay, but I'm not. So do whatever you want. It makes you happy. You can follow me at DMC underscore Ryan. Um, what am I doing right now? Uh, closing. Zoom Marketplace. Yeah, I mean, if I have anything to plug, I don't think do I do. Just the show. Thanks. Yeah, podcast on lock. Thanks, everybody, for listening to it. You just got back from vacation. It's all right. Actually, you know what? I'll plug one thing. Your vacation photo. Um, if you go to <laughs> if you go to my my IGN page, uh-huh. I wrote a uh, – I just I had to do this. I, I wrote a farewell blog, a, a goodbye blog for my old uh, stomping grounds oh, at yeah. Official Xbox Magazine. If you did not hear, they um, – the magazine will continue – but the U.S. staff was <laughs> laid off. They were shut down. Um, OX, official Xbox magazine, if you have a subscription, will now be uh, done out of the parent company, Future Publishing, out of their U.K. office okay. by their U.K. official Xbox magazine team, who's great. Don't get me. I know those guys well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they are going to more or less syndicate so they'll they'll be the same OXM magazine everything. in the in the UK and the US version. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I presume they're going to have to localize it and take out all the extra U's and you know take <laughs> out the British speak. Yeah, colorist doesn't have a U in it, folks. So that's, <laughs> that word has no U in it. But 
Uh, so yeah, I, I sat down and wrote a had just felt compelled to to write a goodbye uh, blog to my my uh, friends and colleagues there, uh, and just just sharing some of my most fun memories from my almost 10 years of working at official Xbox magazine. So if you're curious, check it out. And uh, if you want to leave a comment, make it a nice one. Otherwise I'm just going to delete it because it's there for, it's not there for people to take a derail or, yeah. yeah, it's, it's there to, for, for a nice happy memory. And yeah, so it's, uh, you know, just be nice. I think we're done. Yeah. Most thanks. folks get the show on iTunes which you can, if you go into the uh, iTunes store, just search Podcast Unlocked. You can subscribe for free from there. Four people get it on the Zune Marketplace. Four people. We thank <laughs> we thank all four of you. Uh, Zune Marketplace. Of course, the show posts to IGN.com and each each and every Wednesday. That's what I'm going to go do right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so for the very present Destin Legary, thanks for <laughs> being my real friend of and stick, sticking through to the end of the show. Thanks to my not-so-real friend, Mitch Dyer, who bailed out. God, who does that? Who does? Mitch does that. <laughs> I did it like two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I want to say hi to, to Marty, who's uh, away on business. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. And Naomi as well, who's on a plane. I'm looking forward to hearing about her New Mexico adventures on next week's show. So for the entire Podcast Unlocked crew, I am Ryan McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked episode... Wow, 143. We're closing yeah. in on 150. A little mini milestone. Yeah. That'll be fun. Seven weeks. On... Wow, that's like E3, isn't it? Yeah. Great. God. <laughs> Good thing it's a mini milestone. We don't really need to celebrate it. It's just a, a fun little little uh, half, like it's like a it's like a half mile marker. This summer, it's E3, Evo, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, TGS. Gamescom. Gamescom. New York Comic-Con. New York Comic-Con. <laughs> That's uh, all. That's all we have for the rest of the year, fine. Ryan. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.